I'm Bobby Navia. Uh, oh, I am Dorian Weinzimmer. I had and, to think about that for a second. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's been a while. We've been been gone for a week. Been a couple weeks, I know. Yeah. Feels like... Like well, and also the last episode we recorded, we recorded in my office. We did rather than in these seats, which are not couches. It's true. We've clarified this before. Yes. Our, uh, yeah, we're not we're not misrepresenting couches on this show. There is still one in the room. Yeah, so there is, that it, counts. I think it does. And also, you know, we're on like a more of like a metaphorical couch. Yeah. It's a yeah. Figurative couch. So. so oh, it's like <laughs> somebody <Sorry>. shaving. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah. Anyway, we are here, uh, we back are in our original, our, our standard positions, <coughs> recording position, as it were, which yes. has been about three weeks since we've done that. Yeah. So it yeah, feels it, it feels familiar yet alien. It does. In a way. Um, coming back from uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Black and Friday. It's, and it's totally snowy outside now. It too. is. It's yes. a very. It's a different vibe there over here. There was no snow when. Yeah. Yeah. It's when, like when we recorded last. It's like gray in this corner now. It is. Yeah. It is especially with this this little. Yeah, so now that um, now that the leaves have fallen off the trees, yeah. uh, we don't have privacy to our neighbors ah, across the street. Okay, uh, you can see like straight into their window, right on. and they can see straight into ours. So Hannah gets you know weirded out about it. Yeah, I don't really care if they. <laughs> I mean, if they want to like try to get, catch a glimpse of me <laughs> coming out of the shower before I go down the hall, like to the sure. bedroom, you know, I. It's not much to brag about, so <laughs> it's. It's pretty standard, you know, like <laughs> I'm a proportionally built person, so uh, I don't really give a damn. All right. But um, well, we both saw quite a few things. Over yeah. This break. It's been it's been busy. I it's, um, it's been an exciting time for film. It has over been. the past couple of weeks. I yeah. got to say um, I watched uh, quite a few things. I watched Creed 2. Oh, you did go see it. I saw Creed 2 and uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet in the same day. Oh, man. Yeah. You just were like, I'm I'm not playing favorites this, this weekend. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah <laughs> did it. Um, Creed 2 was good. It was not as good as the first one. Yeah. Um, but um, I feel like um, I did like it. A I did like it a lot, actually. I did really, really like it a lot. There's like a family element to it. Mm -hmm. um it's not all about boxing uh, and i think that um this familial element to it uh is it feels like it's in a different movie okay and it's so strong to me and it's so prevalent in the movie that the boxing parts of it feel very forced mm -hmm. and alien to the movie Gotcha. Okay. So it was a, it was a weird balance uh of uh <clears throat> of watching it because it you know, once we get back into like boxing or once we get into, you know, just that arena, it's it's kind of like, oh, right. Yeehaw. You know, it's like that uh -huh. moment. it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, we forgot. This is this is about this, uh -huh. not this. Um, and I think it's because uh, Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson, they just have such a great chemistry mm -hmm. that like you want to be you 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 feel for their family that you know you feel for the family that they are and then the family that they end up having in the movie you know um as that extends to like his his mother and also to rocky mm -hmm. you know who's like this surrogate father you know in the movie um but um <clears throat> yeah no it was it was really interesting to watch i really really liked it i went with alex and tori uh tori really dug it alex was kind of like meh 
on it. She was also kind of meh on the first one. Just boxing movies are not her thing, or okay. the Rocky movies. She doesn't get the phenomenon, so it's kind of like, yeah. all right, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but yeah, it was pretty good. And um, Ralph breaks the internet was fun. Yeah. Um, it's did, did he repair said internet? He did repair said okay. internet. We are good. Yeah. Yes. Things are, yeah, because I was using the internet today. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and it seemed to be fine. Um, it was fun to be inside of the internet in in that world. Okay. Right? Yeah. But then, like, Ralph breaks the internet and then fixes it, like, very quickly mm. at, at the end. So that, uh, I guess that okay. would be, like, my only criticism is that, like, we are not breaking the... The internet does not get broken until well into the movie okay and then a little bit of a bait and switch then. a little bit yeah well i mean, I, mean I guess he does he does break it so it he you does. know it doesn't make any promise as to when but you you imagine that's going to be sort of like the main line of action in the film right is the the then broken internet yeah yeah yeah, yeah right i mean uh, metaphorically like the movie is like about uh like as a parent like letting your kid go to to do the thing that they want to be to like be their own person. Uh-huh. And like while while like Ralph and like the little Have you ever seen the first one? No. Okay. Uh Ralph and this girl and the the little uh girl in the in the movie um her name is uh, Vanellope. Mm-hmm. They're best friends. They're from two different arcade games. Mm-hmm. Um but they're just they're just like the the best of friends. But it's clear that Ralph is older and she's, you know, younger. Yeah. But uh, so there is like this, you know, father daughter kind of thing going on sometimes. Uh, And so but uh, once they go into the Internet, her game breaks. And if her game breaks, it's unplugged. So then like nobody, all the people who inhabit the game have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to buy a part off of eBay to fix the game. Mm -hmm. And so this is what they're doing in the Internet. It's trying to do that. So majority of the movie is that. And her original game is like a racing game. And she ends up finding another game called like I forget what it was. I forget what what's called, but it's almost like a PlayStation version of like a racing game. Okay, it's kind of like Twisted Metal a little okay. bit, right? And there's characters in that game that appeal to her, so she wants to be in that game. And this is who like she wants she wants to be. Mm-hmm. While Ralph is over here like no, like it's it's gonna be great when we finally get back home. And she's like, nah, I don't want to do any of that. So yeah, there's the conflict there with her. And uh, basically, it's Ralph's insecurities that end up breaking the internet. And then the uh, movie, I mean, that's poignant. And then the movie <laughs> turns into just a big old moral. Is that well? That's yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's already happened. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, well, Mark Zuckerberg's insecurities broke the internet pretty, pretty badly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Social Network was sort of like Mark. Uh, the Zuck breaks the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and almost the same story in a way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. All right. There so, you go. So that was pretty good. Okay. Um, I watched. Yeah, I know the I know the original is very uh, uh, well regarded. It is. It's really good. It's yeah. a really good movie. Uh, and this is definitely a very good sequel. It's a satisfying it. follow up. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, cool. I really, really liked it a lot. Um, let's say I watched the Christmas Chronicles. On uh, Netflix. Was that uh, the movie Jeremy dubbed Fuckable Kurt Russell? Yes. Or Fuckable Santa? It's Fuckable Santa. Yeah, Kurt Russell's always fuckable. Kurt, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Greatest idea ever. Yeah. It's a shame nobody thought of it sooner, but I'm glad we have it now. Yeah. Just watch it. Got it. It's good. All right. Yeah. It's not going to watch it. I know you're not. Yeah. But you I should. hate Christmas movies. But you should. I love it's Kurt good. Russell, but I hate Christmas movies more. I think. Does Hannah like Christmas movies? Does oh, she God, watch? no. Oh, my no, really? God. No, she was appalled when she saw that you were watching that. What? Yeah. 
All right. Okay. I was a little bit too, but she was more so. Really? You you guys were appalled that I was watching? A little bit. <laughs> we were mean, both kind of like... I guess <sighs> it's nice to know that you can still be appalled by what I watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, still be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it's not surprise. It's just like, it's like continuing disappointment turning into disgust. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right fair enough fair but enough. yeah no i mean uh hannah I, neither of us are big like holiday spirit types okay we like halloween halloween you know yeah. obviously yeah that's a big deal around here but you know we're both just get a little annoyed with like the christmas spirit thing well especially because now it starts right after halloween yeah right and it's like there's no thanksgiving is like this little road bump mm-hmm. on the way to christmas at this point yeah. and it's just like november 1st there's like Christmas carols and shit, and it's like I do not need. It's to like hear Christmas this crap. has two months. I kind of yeah. wish Halloween had two months. Yes, that exactly. would be really, really. I I would go on record as saying that like we could totally ditch Thanksgiving, just as a holiday as a whole. Yeah, and just do October, November as Halloween. Yeah, just like fall, spooky time. Yeah, because I think December and January are good christmas months yeah it's the new year you know, know. we're still gonna be carrying that shit and I see, yeah and i'm not i'm not like i'm not done with it by the end of, by the time no. halloween comes yeah. it's like especially watching horror movies every day i'm yeah. like i got another fucking month's worth of stuff i'm trying to watch yeah right i'm just i'm gonna do this anyway it just it feels less uh you know like this like collective consciousness kind of thing that's <laughs> happening that's like really invigorating through october where yeah. like watching a horror movie every night you just know like like everyone's doing this, yes. you know, there's like this hive <laughs> thing that happens and it heightens the experience. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Um, um, but I like that. I like, that's a good platform. I mean, there's, you know, there's 21 people running for mayor of Chicago right now. I feel like it could be 22 and that's a pretty solid platform to differentiate yourself. I got to tell like, you, yo, two months of Halloween. Two months yet done. Yeah. What about the budget? Yo, 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 quit trying to bury the lead here. All right. Yeah. We definitely, two months of Halloween. Yeah. Everybody wants that. That'd be the best. And only one month of Christmas. Yes. Damn. Chris Kendall Market's lease just got shortened. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my god. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so no, that's that's where that was really more so the thing. Hannah, and then you know, the fact that Kurt Russell is in a Christmas movie doesn't endear her to the Christmas movie. It makes her go, "Why would he do that?" Gotcha. <laughs> that's, all right. I'm okay. sort of of the same opinion. So. Yeah. But I get. It. I mean, you know, why would he do that? It's like you know, I'm I'm rubbing my my thumb against my two fingers as though money, money. is to be expected. So yeah, you know, that's that's ninety nine percent of the time when you're like, why would they? Oh right, that's that movie. Someone made money. Is the yeah. closest the closest I will get to seriously watching a Hallmark movie? Because mm-hmm. like nine times out of ten, I'll put those movies, those Christmas movies on that are on Netflix. Yeah. But they'll just be on in the background and like oh, okay. just peripherally, you know. Jeremy's the one that will actually watch those. Oh, Christmas yeah, he's yeah, all about he that He loves shit. those, yeah. He kind of gets into it. He's like, he's like, uh, like closet sentimental in a way. Like, yeah. It, or he tries to, or I shouldn't say closeted because like he's kind of open about it. Mm-hmm. But he'll always present it in like, you know, like a context of irony <laughs> Okay. or he'll just be like, dude, can you believe I'm watching this stuff? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like actually feeling it, too. Yeah. And he'll present it like it's this, you know, ridiculous thing. And it's like, no, dude, you just like watching these and feeling, you know, the hallmark emotions. Yeah, right. 
and that's fine. But like, you know, he, you can feel this like tinge of embarrassment, which is weird because Jeremy's never embarrassed about anything. No. I mean, this is a man who like everyone we know has seen him, you know, naked, naked. like just butt naked. Yep. Many times and not like caught a glimpse. Like he's just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, right. Having a beer. Caught a glimpse. You know, yeah, it was, it's a full on, like you can, you know, you can ask to inspect things and he's like, oh yeah, let me yeah, check pull it this out. aside for you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, but yes, for some reason, he still seems to have this, this like little bit of like shame or Our embarrassment. Our next mayor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About, uh, about like enjoying the cheap sentimentality of like a Hallmark movie. Christmas movies. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's, it's a guarded openness, I'll say. It's a good way to About them. It. So, um, let's but, see. Uh, actually, I, while we're on Hallmark Christmas movies too, oh. I did see kind of a funny article the other day about how, it, like, with a just a slight twist, uh-huh. most Hallmark Christmas movies could be horror films. Yes. It, like, it basically, if you just like change the music cues, like, it would be a totally different movie because a lot of the setups are these like, you know, this like oh, this magical like, romantic, you know, Adonis yeah. shows up and like takes you away from your old life and like grooms you <laughs> into this like perfect you know the the life you always wanted and stuff and it's like one of those man if you just like twisted that concept a tiny bit that's just like a kidnapping yes you know it's basically like get out yes it's being presented now as this like fantasy fable um that is pretty good just, yeah what's the one that we didn't we it wasn't a hallmark we watched the lifetime one about a nanny or a manny right didn't we? Did we watch that? Uh, maybe we? I'm sure. I mean, Hannah watches a lot of that stuff. I don't um, remember where we were at. Yeah, I know. I maybe I watched it with Jeremy. It that was interesting. Like, it was yeah. good though. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. We've had some fun ones. Hannah likes watching a lot of the, uh, you know, the like unauthorized biopics mm. um, that they do, like the uh, the Britney Spears one. Yeah, and uh, that was well, depending on her state of sobriety. <laughs> that was either Hannah's favorite or most hated all right. of all of them. It's still up in the air. I think it's called Britney Ever After. Ooh. Um, it's the uh, the unauthorized recreation. Justin Timberlake is steals the show. Yeah, he's only in a couple of scenes, but like, oh, oh man, it. does he make an impression? God damn it! He just like he's they paint him like a you know like a white R Kelly. That he's Ugh. just like he's just always singing. Yeah, like when he just says shit, it's like, hey girl, you know. <laughs> And it's uh, they like it, uh, him and the rest of uh, Dr. Pepper guy. popping <laughs> <laughs> out. I mean, ju- that was Justin Guarini who's the Dr. Pepper guy. Yeah, so yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a part where him and the rest of uh, was he in Backstreet Boys? In sync or in sync? Okay, yeah. yeah, him and like recreation in sync. Oh. All like serenade her on her birthday. The doppelganger. But then he takes the like you the know. Lead. The little, uh, uh, you know, uh, improvised sort of like add in to the song to like kind of cap it off. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's so good. It's like, happy birthday, girl. You know? <laughs> um, nice. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's impressive stuff that's been rewinded many times. Um, there was another, I don't remember what the other biopic was that she really liked. Um, but that one, Britney Ever After, is a, is a classic. All right. Britney so. Ever After, put it on your list, people. Yeah, check it out or don't. I watched uh, a bad movie. What we got here? Let's like talk this, about this. Yeah, this is this is not okay. This is actually like a bad movie, not like a bad movie, and I liked it because mm-hmm. it was bad. But this was like just bad, kind of train wreck, mm. you know. And this is something I wanted to see when it came out. Yeah, when the trailers were coming out. I watched Mile Twenty Two. 
Oh yeah. Oh man, it looked. It looked bad. I'm a sucker for just like action movies. So for yeah. me, it was just action. I just mm. wanted to go see like a good action movie. I like a very simpleton plot. I don't care. Yeah. I just wanted like a very meathead story mm-hmm. and like action. And that's what the trailer looked like to me. And I'm like, okay, I feel I feel like I know what this movie is. I'm gonna be satisfied. Yeah. For the hour and 34 minutes that it is, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> right. I'm in and out. Whatever. Yeah. It was. So not that. <laughs> and I just, I feel like I could say it's, okay, it's directed by Peter Berg. Yeah. Okay. It's got Mark Wahlberg in it. Yeah. Lauren Conrad, Ronda Rousey. And Aiko Uai. And Aiko Uai. Yeah. Right? From The Raid. Let me tell you, I I feel like I watching this movie, I could see the conversation happened happening to make this movie happen, which was Mark Wahlberg walking into an office and telling Peter Berg, like, listen, dude, I need you just—I need you to make a movie about me. Like, this whole movie, it just <laughs> needs to be about me. It needs to sound like me. It needs to look like me. It needs to act like me. Mm-hmm. So if we could just do that, if we could make sure we get that through in the script and everything, then I'm, we're good. I'm on board. And Peter yeah. Berg was like, yeah, sure, done, whatever. Yeah, Peter Berg loves doing that. <sighs> I mean, even the stuff in the trailer where he's, like, talking to the villain, and it seemed even like they were trying so hard to make it this, like, heat moment. Yeah. You know, with like De Niro and Pacino in the coffee shop. Yeah. Like fucking amazing scene. But like, you know, they're like baiting each other and shit. And they tried to make that. You could tell even in the trailer they were trying to make it like that scene. It just was not there at all. But then Wahlberg even just has this line that is like, well, you think this is all a game? Well, oh, it's a pretty weird game to play. But all right, I'll play it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, dude, sometimes who I love in that, that position that we're supposed to believe your character <laughs> exists in ever would fucking say something like that. Yes. You know, like this is so ludicrous. And exactly. It just felt like this is just Wahlberg, just Wahlberging. Well, let me tell you, He's just Wahlberging around. Whatever your level of Wahlberg is, he yeah. just upped the Wahlberg in this movie. Gross. Yes. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. So the, the entire movie is just him, uh, Basically being, um, what is it when agents come in and they are being de, not declassified. Oh, debriefed? Debriefed, yeah. yes. So he's being debriefed on the mission that we're watching, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a twist oh, so we got like end. a framework we here. We got a framework Ooh, yeah. here, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so we got a flashback I wish you could all see Dorian just oh, moving man. his head like a member of NSYNC. Um, <laughs> yeah, but in these, in these scenes where he's being debriefed and, you know, telling the people that are interviewing him, what happened, he is going on these really random, uh, what I'm sure he and his character believe to be philosophical tirades, Mm. and then talking about the mission. Mm. Dude, I've never... (laughs) (laughs) It's like painful to even listen to. I have never, ever heard so much babble in my life. Yeah. I think in a movie. Damn. I think, I think, because there were moments where I was just like, I've watched I pro- a lot of CSI Miami, so I've, I don't do and this, Criminal Minds, so I've heard some babble. Yeah, let me tell you, I, I don't watch a, I don't watch those shows and, and as much as you do. So, but this was just really like you know he'd go from talking about like Alexander the Great and like wars and how wars are won and who starts war and who's the bully and this and that and uh yeah so then we put him in the car and we started driving you know we had to get here and I was like Mm. I probably should rewind it to get like the metaphor your character is trying to establish about your mission that you're having but 
It's we're too there. far gone yeah. now. I just I can't, you know. And like the the premise for the premise for the movie is is really simple. It's in the it's in the title, Mile Twenty Two. Like Mark Wahlberg and his team have to transport this uh, government asset, who's played by you know, who's played by Iwa. What is his name again? How's he pronounced? Iko Uai. Iko Uai. They have to transport him twenty two miles to an airstrip to get him out of the country because yeah. he has information. And then he's gonna talk. Yeah, He's going right. to spill the beans. That's what it is. Yeah. But what's kind of interesting is that this this group that you know he leads is they're they're called Overwatch, mm-hmm. right? And they're sort of like that last line of defense. Yeah. But what's kind of cool is that for every mission, they all sign their resignation so that they are completely, you know, they they have no connections whatsoever to you know the FBI or the CIA or whoever they're working for. They all sign their resignation and they are no longer working as members of the government while they're transporting. Oh, so cool. that when they die, <laughs> they're just they're just dead. I see. Whatever. I see. Peter Berg is continuing his fine tradition of yeah. glorifying the overmilitarization of everything. Yes, <laughs> and stripping them of any boundaries, morals, ethics, or <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oversight in any way. Yeah. So. Um, so like in like a complete like like fantasy way, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. I kind of dig that. It's pretty badass, you know. And like a whatever, you know. Yeah. This may these may this makes at least for me like in the movie, the kind of action movies I like like these. Uh, it didn't do it in this movie, but it would have maybe in a better movie just elevated what these right. people do to like a much more cooler like fuck these guys are super elite if this is what's yeah. going down you well, know but coming from a different director right too. no exactly like coming yeah because yeah, yeah. coming i mean not only just because of his lack of abilities as a director which are plentiful <laughs> um but uh i mean berg's just like attitude and his oeuvre makes that like a more of a disturbing choice mm-hmm. than like a fun one yeah because he's so into that, like, just military jerk-off fantasy world that, like, you know, you can tell that coming from him, that's like a, finally, like, these guys can do what really needs to be done yeah. to get the job done. Yeah. And, like, our own military should have this power. Yeah. And, like, our police should have <laughs> this power. And it's just like, fuck, dude, that is, like, such an unsettling message in the current climate. <laughs> and, it's really you know, interesting. But yeah, if it were like fucking Die Hard, you know, if it yeah. were like John McClane, like, you know what? I quit. So that way, whatever happens, fucking happens. And you don't have to worry about me anymore, yes. Sarge. It'd be like, yes. 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 This is awesome. But it would have been much more interesting as if, uh, if at this particular mission, like each member of this team decided to do this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to resign so right. that we can do this because we've done so much dumb shit in the past. Yeah, this is going to be the first. Rather than yeah, this is yeah. like the standard the standard operating procedure for how we gain like unconscionable military freedom yeah. and power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yes, this uh, basically this oeuvre that you're talking about. He basically like if if all of Peter Burke's Peter Berg's work military work in yeah. movies <laughs> has been him just stroking it, like he just he just came everywhere. <laughs> With this movie, dude. He just finally. He just maybe he just can stop now. Blew the, his whole load, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Okay. Yeah. Better or worse than Battleship? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't if you know, need dude. to, if we need to come back to that later. No, that's well, a, that sounds like a lot to chew on. No, I mean, like if you're gonna put Mile Twenty. I mean, Battleship. Battleship like broke me for a couple days. It did. Yeah, I remember that. I had a hard time. <laughs> 
I like I gave up. I, I was like the day after we watched that, I was like, why do I want to be a filmmaker? I would watch Battleship again over Mile Twenty Two. <sighs> wow. However, Mile Twenty Two is so atrocious <laughs> that it's like skyscraper. It's like you just put it on. And maybe every once in a while, like you'll you'll sort of zone in. You're slightly reminded that there's a movie playing in yeah, the background. Yeah, yeah. But like, there's something. <laughs> I mean, if I was, I'm not gonna go fully there. But like, there's something kind of impressive about the assholeish nature of Mark Wahlberg in this movie. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy watching Mark Wahlberg as an actor. I really do. I I I, I don't go see everything he does, but yeah. like. I don't have a problem with him on screen. Right? Yeah, no, he's fine. And so, but he like, can be leveraged well. Like yeah, the right. Departed. Exactly. It's yes. Really good. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Perfect that, this is a perfect yeah. dude. I'm. T- <laughs> oh my god. I don't know why. That's a great parallel between like the level of asshole-ish. Okay. Okay. Like Martin Scorsese uses that asshole-ish element of Mark Wahlberg perfectly. Yeah. In that movie. I mean, he, it's it's funny, but it's also you take this character seriously. He's not a joke. The mm-hmm. character, right? Peter Berg. It's like he's trying to be funny and it's like he's trying to be funny and you're meant to take you're meant to look at this character as like, you know, the alpha male of this group. So he can just do whatever the fuck he wants and say whatever the hell he wants within the government, whatever. But like he just comes off as like a complete joke. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You've said nothing this entire movie. (laughs) Like this is is it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable, which was really funny, too, because the next day Jeremy was like, oh, I'm watching this one movie, this movie called Puzzle. It played at Music Box a year ago okay. for the Critics Film Festival. Gotcha. And he's like, oh, you should check it out. It's really good. It's a really sweet movie. I was like, sweet. I was like, do me a favor. Stay away from Mile 22. And he's like, I was actually there last night. I was like, damn it, dude. Oh, so man. was I. I was like, fuck. We still haven't talked about it. So I'm hoping that he feels the same way. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad, dude. It I mean, it, yeah, it looks... It looked like an atrocity. I yeah. mean, I, I or, yeah. Um, all right. Let's hear about the movie of the year. Yeah. I got my coffee. I didn't mean to eye roll you when I said that right now. It was a little, <laughs> it was, I, I was know. like, whatever. I don't just, know why I did that. In my head, I was just like, it's only because I got this know. already before, like when I walked in and like <laughs> yeah. two days ago, it was funny when Daryl texted me and he's like, you missed a hell of a movie, sir. I was just like, don't worry. We all just got Dorian's dissertation on it. <laughs> and he starts <laughs> laughing. I was just like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what did uh, you see, I was lucky enough to attend the one night only director's cut unrated screening of the new Lars von Trier film, The House That Jack Built. Um, this this is a drama, right, about a man who builds he, he builds a house, right? In a way, okay, it is. Mm-hmm. It's about a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> um, Let's hear the review. Let's hear the. Uh, uh, I mean, first and foremost, this yeah. is hands down the best movie of 2018 okay i'm not even saying it's my favorite movie of 2018 okay i mean it is that yeah, yeah. but <laughs> that implies subjectivity uh-huh. i am objectively stating this is the best movie of 2018 okay so anyone who disagrees is just is wrong um hang on pause <laughs> hang on hang on are you saying like within within like this genre or just like just the best movie of the just year the best movie yeah so this beats there's, out like Mandy. There's no greater cinematic accomplishment okay. that has been released in the current calendar year. Okay. Uh, if I am proven wrong, 
if there is another movie that is even better that I see before the end, then I've got a lot to look forward to next month. Okay. Because this is a fucking really high bar. I'm going to see what's coming out next um, Well, uh, there's a few, <laughs> like, Vox Lux I want to see. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, which we might still discuss. We might still Who talk knows, about, but, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued with that for a number of reasons. I don't think it's going, you know... Brady Corbett isn't quite the experienced director that Lars von Trier is, and, and a lot of what makes the house that Jack built such a fucking brilliant, brilliant piece of work is, uh, you know, not only his just absolute mastery of like filmmaking that allows him to be irreverent in like ingenious ways because like being a good filmmaker is like second nature to him. Okay. So it's like, he cannot take it seriously and still be producing like excellent filmmaking. All right. But combining those things in a self, uh, uh, self referential way, I'll say. Okay. That, yeah. It's, it's a lot to try to explain. <laughs> and anyway, I don't want to like deeply analyze the film because I don't want to like ruin the experience of it for anybody. Cause there's a lot about, you know, the basic premise is that, you know, this is a movie about a serial killer. Okay. Um, and that's really all the premise is, is like, it's the, uh, I'll give a little bit away. The framework of the movie is, uh, Jack, the mm -hmm. titular Jack, uh, is is the serial killer that the movie's about, and he's having a conversation with a person, and basically starts the conversation by telling him that there's these, you know, he's just going to choose five random incidents of murdering people from his career of murdering people okay. to tell him about that he thinks will just kind of give him a picture of like who he is. All right. And so, you know, so then the whole framework of the movie is like there's the first incident, the second incident, third, fourth, fifth. Okay. And, um, yeah, and so, you know, that is literally like all the movie is as far as like a basic premise and setup. Okay. What it actually is is so much more than that. Mm -hmm. um, and, again, I don't want to like, you know, I want to like convince people to see it. I mean, for my money, like <clears throat> just saying that it's a new Lars von Trier movie should be enough to yeah. be like a, right, it right, needs right. to be seen. Um, if you're in the club, you yeah, know what that means. This is this <laughs> is some of his best work in yeah. a really really long time. It's a movie that is like it has this life outside of itself. Okay, you know, not just in like you know, the, like any great film should feel like it has a life outside of itself. Like yeah. these things existed before the movie started, and they continue to afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, this is like this orchestration of just like press marketing, what the movie actually says and does as a cinematic work mm -hmm. um, that are all like it's it's like such a bigger piece of artwork that's revealing itself than just the film. OK, it's like everything about the way that it's being reacted to and discussed and all this shit, like even our conversation right now is yeah, like yeah. is like part of the movie. <clears throat> OK. And it's it's so fascinating. It's just to me. Like, I've seen a lot of great movies this year. You know, there's been a really, it's been a pretty good year for film. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned Mandy, Mandy, of course, especially in the genre world, yeah, uh, yeah. Revenge. Ooh, yeah. It's amazing. Um, First Reformed was great. Like, you know, Oof. there's been a lot of really good stuff on, like, you know, the more independent or fringe or genre side of things. This is the only one that felt like I was seeing somebody do something new with cinema. Okay. Like all that other stuff was like really good versions of things that like exist. Yeah, right. Um, this was just like I've never seen anyone even like attempt something like this, and this guy's doing it like 
he's been doing this for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's been making movies for that long, but not like this. This, okay. You know, and there's just, it's so, like, assured. Mm-hmm. And so, and on top of that, like, so fucking doesn't give a shit <laughs> what you nice. think. Like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't. He His, <laughs> like, just integrity as an artist is so unimpeachable. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it feels that way through every second of the movie. And not in, like, a way that he's, like, holding it over you or like gloating about it or anything. It's just like, that's just his work. You yeah, know, yeah. it's just like his voice and how he needs to. And it's just so invigorating. Like yeah. in a way, like Von Trier is doing all of that stuff, like kind of saying and doing and thinking a lot of the things that people don't want to verbalize, but is going through everyone's minds. Okay. You know, he's just kind of really tapped into that collective unconscious mm-hmm. and is just giving it form. Okay. And, in a lot of ways, you know, what that does is it kind of like circumvents the entire idea of looking at this movie as art mm-hmm. because it's like it's tapping into something like so much deeper. Mm-hmm. And and then on top of it, he does this whole thing in the film where it's like he really again, I'm going to be kind of vague about this to not really give it away. But like he, he sort of. I will say mitigates the need to dissect the film as art. OK. Um and does it in a really amazing way. <laughs> and it's like it it because of that, it's like I think what a lot of people are reacting to is that, you know, he's he's not he's not like, you know, using he's not leveraging art to like get you to like ask questions. He's leveraging art to point out the ridiculousness of a culture that needs art like this to comment on it. And in that sense is basically like pointing the finger through the screen at you and asking like, why did you fuck up so hard to make this world? Okay. And like, I think that's what's cutting so deep for a lot of people and making them so upset with the film. And because there is this graphic violence in it, it's really easy to like fly that flag right? and just say like, oh, that's what's so like offensive about it or whatever. And it's like, dude, it's a fucking Lars von Trier movie about a serial killer. Like, what did you think you were going to see? You know, I'm coming to the realization listening to you talk. Let me just tell you this. Lars Lars von Trier scares me. (laughs) I I literally like I get like, (laughs) you know, I I don't get anxiety, but I just like. Hearing you talk about it, I, I, I wanted to I wanted to I tell you in the middle of uh, you talking about the movie is that like, you know, um, nobody likes to hear the truth, right? Whether yeah. it's about themselves or just you know just in general, like it's 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 kind of one of the reasons why like if you're talking to somebody and then you get really defensive about about it, like clearly someone is speaking. Some yeah, they struck a nerve. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. You're not just pissed. Yeah. You know. Um, and I think like, I think. Sometimes I can watch stuff like that and see everything that you're seeing, but sometimes I can watch some of I, I'll watch some of it and not that I don't appreciate it or enjoy it, but it also at the same time it's like uh, it's not really like the frame of mind. I I don't want to like you know I'm reminded of it so much daily that I don't want to use two hours to just sort of continue to remind myself of how yeah. we're still in the past. And it's not a criticism on like what he's doing because you know obviously he knows what he's doing, but Sometimes for me, I, I came to the realization right now hearing you talk that I think I'm I I like those movies, but more when they're like <laughs> this like poetic you know poem about life and just sort of like and it's it is that no it is no it, that, and that's what I'm saying. But I think I just on like, top of the, like I watched a ghost story again last night. Okay, right. And yeah. So for me, I'm just like 
or I have had the same, you know, um, thought process and, you know, gone layers deep with that movie and speaking to it about other people. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking about it to other people to like recommend it, but I know like sometimes I know if somebody watched that they'd be like, "Man, this movie's just depressing. It's about fucking death and like time and just like mm. how we're doomed to repeat things, maybe or this and that." And then it's just sort of like, you know, it's like, well, fuck, you know, like no, it's not about that or something like Under the Skin, where yeah. it's like, you know, you and I have gone layers deep on you know Under the Skin and just what that's about, but like. I had someone ask me, like, what's a movie like that that I can watch? You know what I mean? I want to just get really deep in something. And I was like, under the skin. Mm -hmm. Just got to watch it. It's fucking great. And they're just like, yeah, I watched like 15 minutes of it and I couldn't get through it. I'm like, what is your problem? Like, it's just so much more than that. (laughs) But also at the same time, I understand that, like, sometimes that's just not the frame of mind people want to put themselves in for uh, entertainment purposes, I guess. You know? So, um so yeah. it's 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 interesting hearing like people's reaction to it, mm. you know, because that's sort of the the best publicity this movie can get. Yeah, is like people who are just like, oh my god, it's complete trash. It's like I'm probably gonna fucking love it. Then great if you if you think it's terrible. <laughs> I'm probably it's probably actually something really good, you know. Yeah, but it's the best movie of the year. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like so, hands down, I can't. Even, I wouldn't put anything else I've seen this year even like close to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really remarkable. Um, I can't praise it enough. Again, like I want to say so many more specific things, but like, I don't want to, because it's just like, you just need to, everybody just needs to see it. Yeah. And yes, you know, it's like, I get the like anxiety and it's exactly like you said, you know, Lars just, he, and this movie in particular, he holds up. It is just the mirror is too sharp. Yeah. That's what freaks me out, dude. It really is. It is like unbelievable how you know obviously like the the way the world is right now Mm -hmm. is like constantly being shoved down our throats as you were just saying like dissected and Mm -hmm. like oh it's because of this oh it's because everyone's got a fucking opinion and then like the way that he manages to just like (laughs) lay it out for you (laughs) like it's just the way it is guys yeah is just it's so disheartening <laughs> and well yeah and and it should be yeah. you know because it's honest yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. it's it's also just makes a mockery of like everyone's daily attempts you know to make sense of it and like okay. and that includes like people's comments about this film in particular like yeah. i can't you know i can't do justice to you know i i love your whole little speech right there about you know being movies that you can dissect layers and layers from like this movie is on such a different fucking level from that mm-hmm. like it literally you don't like i was saying before you don't have to dissect it as art right like it exposes all of those layers to you yeah it doesn't allow you any room to peel back layers yourself okay Except in the sense that it peels back so many layers that it it's like a whole new different onion that you've never seen emerges. All right. And then now you've got to figure out how the fuck to peel those layers back. Okay. And like that's what this that's the profundity of this movie. Yeah. For me. That's what I meant when I said it's like it feels like something new happened in the cinema. Okay. It's this movie is a lot to unpack. I mean, I I was telling Bobby earlier, like I've been. I also recently um, I got the Criterion Ingmar Bergman cinema release, yeah. this nine pound, thirty nine <laughs> film behemoth 
of just wonderful cinema. <laughs> There's a couple people on Twitter that have purchased that and gotten it. I've, I've seen a few people. Oh, man, yeah. it's so good. Well, the first printing sold out yeah. completely. Um, people who are ordering it now are, so, are getting told uh, they won't see it till February. Wow. And it's going to be the second printing. And second printing shows a lack of commitment, people. <laughs> um, so I got that first printing. When are you printing I, that shirt? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I need that. I know. I should just email Criterion. Yeah. Like, this is the shirt Listen, you guys need to make. Yeah. Um, it'll sell out like mad. It will. And then, the, and then <laughs> yeah. the shirts need to have a tag if it's first printing, yes, second printing. Exactly. Um, or it's on the shirt itself. That's good. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Second printing shows a lack of commitment. <laughs> Third printing. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> The night after uh, I saw, or the night I saw the house that Jack built was Wednesday night. And so then Thursday morning, I was going to uh, watch the next movie in the Ingmar Bergman set, which happens to be Wild Strawberries, which I've heard wonderful things about. A lot of friends who really love the movie. I've never seen it. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited to watch this. I was so, like, just still overwhelmed with the experience of seeing the house that Jack built mm -hmm. and just continuing to think about it and unpack its myriad uh, components that I, I was, I knew I was just too distracted to actually turn this movie on and appreciate it. That yeah. like I would just sit there and I would just be zoning out, just thinking about what I watched the night before. So yeah. I ended up, I just totally skipped the day. <laughs> Even though I was like super excited about watching this yeah, movie. Yeah. I was like, I can't, Yeah, I'm not going to like see this movie. <laughs> I'm just going to see how Lars von Trier has just like done kind of like everything I've wanted to like actually experience mm -hmm. of a new movie coming out in a cinema. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, the thing that's going to bum me out about it, I know, is just like the culture is just not there mm -hmm. to experience cinema on that profound of a level in a way. Right. Um, you know, like when like when Breathless came out, to use the same analogy uh, in 1960, Film was this like, I mean, that was like every, that was the medium everyone was like crazy about. Mm -hmm. So like if you made a big statement in film, it was like you were making a big statement in society. Yeah. You know, it just, it had those kind of resonances and it just unfortunately doesn't have that impact anymore, at least not on like the artistic side of things, mm -hmm. you know, like sure. Like, you know, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Everyone's talking about that, but that's yeah. not like changing the world you know right 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 right. it's just like man did you see that exactly. what a spectacle yeah, you know yeah. type of thing and like i like von trier is doing something that like you know could really in my opinion at least like have those kinds of massive reverberations across society mm -hmm. that movies used to be capable of producing and um you know i just i feel like now a movie of that caliber has come out but like society is just kind of like not that's not where they look for those types of things now, you know, it's like, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested to watch it. I'm scared to watch it. It's so good. I'm scared. I'm, I want to watch it with you. I'm genuinely, I don't know, dude. I feel like I kind of watch it by myself. No, what? dude. It's a dude. It's a crowd movie. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm afraid I won't get it. It doesn't matter. But still, I feel like sometimes there's, I sometimes will still go into like movies that people, movies that, you know, are talked about like this or not like this, whether it's just like, oh, my God, it's the fucking worst thing ever. Like, fuck this guy. Or, oh, my God, this is like the greatest thing ever. It's like hallowed ground, like kiss, kiss, kiss the feet of the whatever. Yeah. Like sometimes I do go in like feeling like I won't get it or like I'll walk out and I'll just be like, all right. I mean, I don't know why 
this is lauded as like the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. I mean, I don't go into the movie thinking that. Right, right. But it, there's just that fear of like, you know, uh, you know, like I, we watch a lot of the same things you and I, but we also like our let's let's say our like our film education, you know, up until us meeting each other in school was very different, mm. right? To an extent, you know. Yeah. So it's like you you have these uh, thoughts and ideas and uh, criticisms and reviews that are very thought provoking that make me look at a movie in a way sometimes that I never thought about, right? In in a good way. Um, but it's because of like the movies that, you know, you've, you've watched mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in the past. And then sometimes, you know, like other movies that I've watched, I'll just be like, eh, well, like this, I guess this, this, this is okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but also I'm the one who's watched every Transformers movie. So it's <laughs> like, you know, how credible can I be? But, you know, um, I guess that's the one thing sometimes I worry about is sometimes I feel like I don't have enough of a film education to appreciate something like this the way people are talking about it sure whereas like uh, positively and negatively do you know what i mean because that's the other thing too is also coming out of something like this or similar well not similar but something like this or something else and just writing it off as like well it was okay and Mm -hmm. it was just like what do you mean it was just okay like it it hit this and this and this and this and this and that you didn't see that and just be like no like i like i didn't you know like what's next yeah you know and, you know and so it's like um sometimes i think about that when i hear reactions to movies like this coming out of like festivals and, and all that kind of stuff so i think that's where some of that fear comes from as well aside from it being Lars Roger, yeah. you know it's just like oh man i hope i well that's fine though that's just not yeah. liking a movie no you yeah know? I know. like that's you know that's not like a good movie shouldn't require that you come in with all this like you know kind of prepossessed knowledge to yeah, be able I to know. understand it you right. know it's like it and this movie in particular like i i can't i can't uh, like say enough about how you don't need to worry about that with this movie yeah, but I, I still do. And yeah, but you. But shouldn't. it's also because yeah. of how much, how much, how how uh, how many layers of the new onion you're still trying to crack. Yeah. That I'm just like, fuck, dude. What, what if I don't get to the onion? Dude, I'm two days in, and I'm still like, no, I know. You hear me, like trying. <laughs> I'm still sorting it out. No, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. there's so much here, yeah. and like that's just what's so good about it, mm-hmm. and so rewarding about it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's not something to be afraid of. It's like something to relish the opportunity to expose yourself to. And oh, like, I definitely want to. If it hits, to it. awesome. Yeah. If it doesn't, cool. Yeah. You know, like that's fine. Um, you know, I'm going to talk your ear off about it, but. Fine. <laughs> uh, but you hear it me is, talk about a bunch of shit. Yeah. So it's complete. <laughs> I love these moments. It's fun. But no, I like I I want to watch it with you. Okay. Because it it needs to be seen. Okay. And I want to like I, I want to I like I just want everyone to come over, uh-huh. <laughs> and we can all watch it together. Maybe we can. Maybe you and I can watch it, and then if I'll, we'll come over with everybody. I don't know. We're going <laughs> to take you out of like you, you need to. You need to take the full plunge. You're trying to like take baby steps into uncomfortable territory. You need to just yeah. like dive in. I know because like you're going to be uncomfortable watching this movie no matter what. That's I can already what I'm tell. Afraid of. I'm really yeah. Well, I'm already uncomfortable. I think I think when and I've Han- read no, I've, I'm already uncomfortable and you you haven't made me uncomfortable, but I've already <laughs> you, you haven't. I'm just I'm already uncomfortable and I haven't even read what people think about this movie. Yeah, like you're literally the 
first and only this is like <laughs> somebody dictating a review to me like that they wrote it's like i'm just so getting good. it raw yeah from someone you know like uh yeah no it's i you know i i think that me tyler and hannah like laughing our ass off is probably going to help you feel right. more comfortable watching it okay um, you can have like your own personal torment like later <laughs> while you're thinking about it. Right. So like you'll get the best of both worlds yeah. this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like, dude, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be, I might have to sit behind everyone because I'm gonna be telegraphing so much shit in this movie because yeah. I'm gonna be sitting there like <laughs> about to lose my shit, <laughs> and you're gonna see it happening because I mean, there's at least four moments of this movie that I'm like, I, like I, I was outside having a cigarette by myself yesterday, and I went into a fit of uncontrollable laughter <laughs> by myself on my yeah. back deck. <laughs> like just because the like a brief like thought about this one scene popped in my head and I just lost it. All right. And I'm like, I, I <laughs> All right. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Um yeah. The house that Jack built. The house that Jack built is just it's just otherworldly. All right. It's magnificent. All right. Um, I don't Oof. think we're gonna talk about Vox No, Vox. man, I need a cigarette after yeah. that. I'm like You're, I'm yeah. like jazzed up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Might need to rub one out. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm feeling I'm feeling the Lars right All now. All right. It's like just say it. Just put it out there, man. Um Well, that's episode thirty six. <laughs> Of the couch, go rub one out, America. Yeah, that's right. That's how I'm going to sign off. Yeah. Instead of like, thanks for listening, I'm just going to say, go, go rub one, one out. out. Go rub one out, America. <laughs> I like that. It's good. All right. It's good. It's good. Um, oh, you heard it here, folks. Rub one out. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody.